We're on the march to find tree stars and make it to the Great Valley for episode number 62 of the Retro Rewind podcast. Yep, yep, yep. Retro Rewind podcast initialized. Mission identified. The land before time. 1988. Co-hosts online. Auditory analysis online. All systems nominal. Welcome to the Retro Rewind podcast, where we rewind back to movies and video games from 15 or more years ago, so that we can let you know whether they're still worth revisiting today. You can find the show notes for this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 62. There you can find links to subscribe to the podcast and review us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And you can and also more. And more. And you can find a link to support us on Patreon. Speaking of which, I want to say a very special thank you. Uh, our reflux capacitors was, were, was refueled with uh, Tree Star uh, Sap because it's, it's very uh, it's very volatile i don't know <laughs> but it was provided it lasts a long time exactly it sticks to the because it comes from before time oh um but thank you to our patrons brian keating andrew legreve jake arsenu and michael kelso thank you guys so much for your support my name is francisco ruiz i'm a dad designer and something dinosaur, I had no alliteration this time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but I you. predicted that Land Before Time would be a classic movie. Mm. And I'm joined, as always, by my good friend and co-host, Paul the Master Interrupter Powers. Hi, Paul. Hello. I'm kind of shocked you don't have a D alliteration, especially with dinos. I, I was thinking I wanted to do something with dinosaurs, but then I couldn't come up with anything to go with that. That's a different cartoon. I know that, but it, so you're not a dino destroyer, but you are for the alliteration. Because well, I was trying anyway. to think of something real. Anyway, anyway, Paul, yeah. oh, my trivial question for you for Land Before Time is: the film's Denver? theme song "If We Hold On Together" was sung by Diana Ross and became yeah. a huge hit in Japan. Well, I was about to say, no, it didn't, but I, <laughs> at least in the U.S. Um, it did so well there that it became a karaoke standard. Uh, as did everything else. <laughs> well, okay. Paul, my question to you is, what is your preferred karaoke song when you have to do karaoke? <laughs> I don't know if I've ever done karaoke. What? So How is that possible? I have, okay, well, if you did, what Weird Al song would you choose? Oh, it has to be Weird Al. No, I'm just helping would you. Um, I don't, the one that I guess I know the most lyrics to, I don't know. I, I the one off the top of my head is Amish Paradise. There you go. That's a good one. Oh, and I predicted this movie would probably be a classic. Okay. Nice. Two for two so far. And we are joined to possibly make it a three for three. We're joined once no again. No pressure, right? By, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By my friend, Karen Norman. Welcome back to the show, Karen. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course. If you enjoy listening to Karen in this episode, you can go back to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 31 for our Cutting Edge episode, which that was an awesome movie, right, guys? Yeah? Yeah? It was Cutting Edge. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, Karen, can you remind us what you do? I am a stay-at-home mom to three awesome little girls, and I am also a student ministry director with my husband at our church. Very cool. 
Um, and here's my trivial question for you. Uh, 29 species of animals were featured in this film. Five of them were actually already extinct by the time this movie was set. So a little oddity there. Um, Karen, if you could bring back any extinct animal, be it dinosaur or mammal or anything, what would it be? <laughs> uh, I'm just going to say pterodactyl. Nice. Oh, nice. that's a good one. That's good. Yeah. Maybe I could go for a ride. I don't know. They seemed like big Ooh. flying things. That'd so. be cool. Save on uh, jet fuel one up. cost. <laughs> I feel like there was a movie where that happened. Saddle up my pterodactyl and go We need dinosaur ride. power now. <laughs> <laughs> Saber tooth tiger. <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness. Flashbacks to Power Rangers. The Green Ranger. Yeah, exactly. Tommy was a Green I Ranger. I thought he was white. He totally was. He became the White Ranger, yeah, but he was the he Green was like Ranger. Rogue at Let's first. review that movie. <laughs> Or that show. I love that show. I know. Yeah, it was good. That was a good show. Are you sure <laughs> it holds up? Well, regardless of power. Let's Rangers, just ask Bulk and Skull. Karen, do you? <laughs> what did you predict in terms of Land Before Time? Would it hold up? I did actually. Even before you're pressuring me, <laughs> I predicted it would be a, cal- a classic. Okay, wow. very good. It'd be very interesting to see if it actually holds up through that, though. Um, but Paul, will you please enter the course for this episode for Alice? All right, Alice, let's have a round table pizza discussion since we haven't had that in a while about, uh, the land before time, the first movie of one of many and TV shows countless and yes, more likely. And then, uh, let's see what we've been up to lately and then stick around for a special, special message to only a few you might be one of the few. <laughs> if you're listening, you probably are. Alert. Alert. Target located. Spoilers. Incoming. Engaging retro rewind reactor. Long ago, in the land of the dinosaurs, five friends took an incredible journey. You want to go with me? Yeah! In search of the Great Valley. Oh, you can't quit now! From the creators of an American tale. A story of friendship, courage... Quick! This way! ...and laughter. George Lucas and Steven Spielberg present a Don Bluth film, The Land Before Time, rated G. Starts Friday, November 18th at theaters everywhere. So this may have uh, been a a movie with lots of different elements. I'm not sure if I would consider it a funny movie, but this is what we remembered about Land Before Time. Baby Bronto, Littlefoot, is born during the seemingly destruction of the world. But he is with his mom, so there are some warm, fuzzy feelings that go with that. And Littlefoot must keep a leaf with some water in it safe. But Littlefoot's mom dies and gets separated from his family during the migration. He then finds little dino friends along the way and joins up with them to find the Evergreen Valley. Sarah is mean, and Petrie is cute, but annoying. They also find enemies, Sharptooth, a T-Rex that blocks them. But after following the sun, they eventually find paradise in a dying world? At least they made it to the Great Valley. Families reunite, and Littlefoot reunites with his grandparents. But it's sad, because his mom is still dead. You're welcome for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah, some of that was right, but other of it was incepted. Most of it. I think only one thing that I noticed. Was incepted? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Well, Paul, what wasn't incepted technically? Technically. All right, let's see. The... The movie The Land That Time Forgot came out really? on August 13th. <laughs> we don't got time for this, Paul. Oh, Ain't so. nobody got time for that. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Land Before Time, same difference. Came go. out November 18th, 1988 in the U.S. of A. was rated G and lasted, uh, lasted. Al- lasted <laughs> almost 69 there minutes, <laughs> if you include the credits. And uh, it was directed by Don Bluth. And uh, my goodness, when you get him and uh, the the Spielberg other people involved. Lucas. Yeah, those three together. There better be something magical, but we'll wait and see if that's what we thought. It went on to star um, some people you may not recognize as far as voice actors. But uh, hey... Do you know the grandfather who the voice of Littlefoot's grandfather is Bill Irwin? Do you know who he is? Father Steve Irwin? No, oh, good guess. No, <laughs> do you remember the movie Home Alone where the mom is trying to uh, buy tickets back and she's trying to exchange um, some earrings and uh, to this older couple? And then the old man is like, she already has earrings, the dangly ones. <laughs> I you remember that? I, that's only vaguely. Oh, I'm sure there's people listening going, yes, of course. Well, that's him. Anyway. Okay. Uh, the, Pat Hingle, he was uh, the Commissioner Gordon in the Batman movies. Oh, with, yes. Uh, yeah, he was Podcast.com slash 57. Yeah, he was the narrator and, and Rooter, the voice of uh, mm-hmm. the old guy after the mom dies. Yeah. And, he had uh, a Rooter. Uh, Rota Rooter? What? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can go to IMDb to find out more. There's so, there are lesser known people that worked on the movie. Oh, some more technicals you probably want to know is uh, this movie was made for about uh, twelve million dollars and went on to gross more than eighty four million dollars. Wowza! Well done, Land Before Time. So there's got to be something that people found that they liked about that movie in there to to warrant that much of a box office. So let's talk about the things we liked about Land Before Time. And let's start with Karen. Could you give us one thing, please? Oh, only one. That's it. No. <laughs> one thing one to start. Thing? <laughs> well, I was watching it with my daughter, my second daughter, who's almost five. Oh, cool. And right after Littlefoot is born, there's just like... A warm, fuzzy feeling after he is born. He's like nestling into his mom's back and the grandparents are there. And she's like, this is a nice movie, mommy. Oh. So I really like that time when Littlefoot was born. Mm-hmm. That was definitely sweet. Paul, did you it like that cute. time as well? It was cute. It was cute. It didn't sound heartfelt, Paul. <laughs> it, it wasn't. <laughs> this but time, I will give it to you that it was cute. Well, give us something you like, Paul, with feeling. With feeling. Um, he okay. liked when the T-Rex took a bite out oh, of the mom's back. <laughs> you know, as a kid, that's the, the same part where there's like 
the part of the mom's back is where Littlefoot nuzzled, and I always, I didn't realize. I don't think it was the quite the same spot. Well, to me and the kid, I was thinking, oh, okay. oh that's the spot. That's I didn't know that the T Rex took a bite out of her back. I just thought that was the spot that Littlefoot rested on because oh. <laughs> it's a little bit different in color. Well, you, you know what's it's odd. fairly noticeable. You know what's yeah. odd that his mom is a zombie because obviously she wasn't bleeding, so we know that zombies don't bleed and. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> anyway, um, I thought, uh, actually, I thought the voice acting was really good in this movie. All the voices were uh, wonderfully different and distinct from each other, and I enjoyed the variety amongst the characters in there. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, that was a thing. Um, uh, yeah, that sounded heartfelt. That was a Francisco. thing. Francisco. <laughs> so let's, what's there something that you... There were voice actors in this movie. <laughs> there were? What? Um, for me, I even though the animation was certainly dated, it was really beautiful. I was quite impressed with like just the beauty of this animation. I don't know. I, I guess I haven't seen a Don Bluth uh, animated movie in a long time, but it, it really took me aback. Uh, you didn't think it was dark? Like just like dark colors, lots of browns and dark reds. Well, that's well. What do you mean by animation? Do you mean the color schemes, or do you mean the the fluidity of the movement? Do you mean the character? Um, what do you, what do you call it? The, the character designs. What do you? Okay, I meant yes, the character designs, how fluid the animation was, and I really appreciated that the a lot of times in like like budget cartoons, I guess a lot of the times you, you can see what parts are going to be animated in a scene and what parts yes. are just the still background because yeah. the color tone is way off. Or very well, there were a couple of moments like that where you knew the rocks were going to slide underneath them because they were all different colors in the background oh, of the rocks. To me, it, I, 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 you there were no it? times where I was like, Oh, there's a background. I mean, uh, okay. it, none, none of them shouted, oh, I'm a background. Oh, I'm the part that's going to move in this background. But what I did like about the background, there were some scenes that are that is a classic Don Bluth, especially in the um, the video games of... Uh, Space Ace and Dragon Slayer. Yeah, where the backgrounds moved with it, and it was oh, like cool. a, a... Parallax? A, like parallax effect? I guess, but yeah, where the background is just as animated as the foreground, oh, okay. like when they're running and everything. Mm-hmm. Those are really fun shots. Cool. So to answer your question, Karen, um, the color, I thought there were some times where the color was really like nice, especially with the, the tree star. It was nice. I think seeing this like bit of <clears throat> bit of green and this wash of brown was like, I, that I appreciate that sort of that contrast, yeah, but yeah, I, I would agree. Like yeah, but I would agree overall, it was very sort of the color scheme was a bit more muted. Mm. Um, well, that's the time. Yeah. Um, what, what I'm curious what you thought of the animation in this movie, Karen, compared to either just in general or compared to movies of today. Yeah, I feel like it's a hard one to compare because it's such a dated movie. Mm. Like it was, it's good for the time that it was. Um, but you almost have to go into older movies with a different perspective, I feel like, because like one of my things that I noted was just how slow the intro is. Mm. My kids often think when we watch old movies that we need to go back and start at the beginning. Like, why are they showing all the credits? Mom, the movie's <laughs> over. 
Can you go back? It's obviously over. Oh wow, that's so, interesting. <clears throat> I thought the animation was was fine for mm-hmm. the dating. I, I don't think you can really compare very easily to current movies because it's just so different. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna have to totally disagree. Jumping in there, I think you can compare it. I think it's top notch even compared to today's as far as 2D animation. You can't really compare it to 3D animation. Yes, that's but a good point. As 2D animation, this is top-notch and, and deserves to be looked at. I think I'd, I'd, fall, I'd fall closer to Paul, still kind of in between you two. But, um, yeah, I, I think, yeah, you can't compare it to 3D animation. I'm trying to think of the last 2D animated movie I saw, like the latest Prince one. Prince and the Frog? Princess and the Frog? I didn't see that. Um, maybe Tarzan, well, I guess? Beats a lot of... I like it a lot so better like than a dis- lot of the flash animation that's out there right now. Well, yeah, it's way better than that. What were you going to say, Karen? I'm just wondering, like, I don't even know if I understand this 2D, 3D conversation. Oh. Like, is it Despicable Me? Is that a 3D? That's 3D. Yes, that's yeah. So, I don't, yeah, I don't even know if I... Essentially, this is like everything was hand-drawn. Right, which or, I yeah. can totally appreciate that. That's mm-hmm. why I feel like it's hard to compare because... Absolutely. Because I'm probably only thinking of 3D animation movies uh, okay, now. Okay. And so, yeah, I think that the animation is great because knowing it's all hand drawn, it's it's very artistic and mm-hmm. well done. Mm-hmm. But um, if I'm thinking of like Monsters Inc. or yeah, if you, Me, I'm just they, they're just in such different categories. Yeah. Yeah. Good co- animation conversation. Let's move on to other things we liked about this movie, though. Uh, let's go back to you, Karen. Other things I liked about the movie, uh-huh. I can't decide if I totally liked it, but it oh. I was really Im- like it was impressed upon me a lot. There are so many like serious life lessons in this movie. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, serious life, like three horns never play with long necks. Whoa, yeah. Whoa, really? <laughs> Jeez, would be racist. Kind of. What do you mean would be? That's I directly. Mean, we never do anything together because we're di- like that's the idea because mm-hmm. we're different, so mm-hmm. we can't do it that way and it's always been like that and just like let your heart guide you it whispers so listen closely and then just children dealing with the death of parents and Mm -hmm. the loss of parents and parent like keeping their memory alive and just a lot of heavy heavy lessons Mm -hmm. but maybe maybe i appreciate it i don't know at least it stood out to me yeah what what did you think about those uh life lessons paul you really want me to comment on it right now? Okay. Uh, I thought, I, I would agree. It was certainly, like, emotionally, this movie, especially for what I would deem a kid's movie, was a lot more emotionally adult or emotionally grown up, which, yeah, like like you, Karen, I appreciate it. And it, it, made, me, it made me feel, which I, I like a lot of the time in a movie. Um, so I definitely like that I, as well. I will say that... Um, Essentially, this movie is about an hour long mm-hmm. if you skip the credits, which is a relatively short movie. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they can go through the emotions in that, uh, the different kinds of emotions in that amount of time, I thought was uh, um, a credit to its source. Very good. What well, was something else that was a credit to its source, Paul? Well, knowing that this was an earlier work of Spielberg dealing with dinosaurs, I thought it was fun to see some oh, of the parallels. Oh, I didn't parallels. think about that. <laughs> kind of like when the T-Rex is pushing down on the branch with the dinos underneath. It's very much like the T-Rex pushing down on the car with the yep, kids underneath. That's a, funny. Wow, and, yeah. and then when the, the eyeball gets real close and it like uh, retracts in the light with the 
Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. there is similar. So that was kind of fun to uh, keep an eye on. Wow. Um, I, I totally, no pun intended there. Uh, 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 I totally did not even think about that. That's thank you for bringing that up. That's awesome. <laughs> um, something else I, I liked about the movie um, was I thought Littlefoot was a super likable character. And especially <laughs> I think a, a, a kid character like that could be done really poorly and come off just annoying. I I really liked him. Um, I really yeah. He's your new BFF, huh? Oh, totally. Yeah, me and me and Littlefoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, were there any characters that either of you really liked? I like them all in their own way. Even the annoying ones, you can kind of understand where they're coming from, and I'm like, all right, you're a little kid, and you'll eventually grow out of it. But I don't know um, about that, it, but okay. <laughs> All right, but that's how I felt. Okay. Even though um, the annoying um, parts, that, that I thought they did a good job of capturing the spirit of kids. Uh-huh. That's a good point. Yeah. All right. Karen, was there a character you latched on to? I kind of agree with Paul that they all had their own likable attributes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little less inclined towards Sarah. <laughs> and I yep. really, really, really love at the end um, when they get to the Great Valley, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. And uh, what is that little duck, ducky? Ducky, yeah. Ducky. Yeah, when they like adopt Spike into their family yeah. and they're like, yeah. it's our new brother Spike. And so. somewhere Spike's family's looking for him. <laughs> <laughs> but he's too dumb to realize. So I like that ducky Spike relationship. That's cute. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, let's hit uh, one more thing each that we like before we get to our most likes. Oh, no. Okay. You sound like you have a long list, Paul. Yeah, I'm crossing out. Okay. okay. I'm going to rapid fire a couple of these. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and start. Uh, so one more thing that I, I thought was good about the movie was sort of going off what you well, off Ducky. I, I really liked a lot of Ducky's lines, like especially... Um, yep, yep, yep is certainly a, a classic of this movie, and you should not eat a plant that talks. I thought that was nope. nope. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's from The Wizard of Oz, right? You don't want any of those apples, Dorothy. Oh, I, I don't know. I had some. Uh, j- never mind. Oh, that's right, because you have you've only seen that movie like <laughs> once or twice. Outing <laughs> me, Paul. Okay, that's fine. Sorry, no, but fine. at least you've seen it, so you're okay. Yes. Uh, Karen was something else you liked. I really liked that Spike and Ducky relationship. (laughs) Even more. I I outed my favorite, like my favorite part. And that just really touched me. That was so sweet. And I really like Ducky. She's just so funny. Oh, so was that your classic maker? You'd say your, your most favorite thing, their relationship? Is that what it's called, a classic maker? That's what we call it, If yeah. there's one thing that you like the most that would ascend, help put this to be a classic, what's one the one thing that would that help you like it th- to be a classic? Yeah, I, I guess so. I okay. don't, I don't, I might be spoiling, but I don't, my end um, opinion of classic. Don't give it, oh, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> All right. It's fine. I we, didn't spoil it. I didn't no, tell you anything. Tell, tell us might, what. No. I um, uh, so since Paul sounds like he has a few, I'll go ahead and get my classic maker. Then we'll get no, the no, 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 floor no, no. to Let me, Paul. Okay. All right. Fine. No, we'll do it your way. Okay. Uh, my classic maker was the voice acting of the four, 
four of the five leads because Spike doesn't really talk. Um, I thought it was just done so well and gave the movie a lot of charm and heart. So that I was my agree. You agree? Yes. In fact, I said I liked it earlier. Okay. Um, some of the things that I <laughs> that's liked, why I was like, I was like, there's voice acting. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like we're gonna have some of those <laughs> moments anyway. Speaking of moments, I thought I enjoyed the the dramatic moments. There were I thought there were really dramatic moments, like the T Rex chasing and even Petrie's death, where I knew that he didn't die, but I still got choked up. And uh, there were the cute moments with uh, like the little pterodactyl trying to give Littlefoot the cherry, but he was too oh, sad. Oh yeah. yeah. And then there are humorous moments, like uh, Ducky was saying. There are many things that don't fly when he's she was encouraging Petrie, uh-huh. like, and then she went on to ri- list things like a rock or trees and <laughs> sticks, <laughs> spike. He, he so. Ducky. <laughs> yeah, and then my classic maker is something that you mentioned before, and that's basically I liked the commentary on the this life movie had commentary i didn't see that no it's commentary on racism and oh oh oh, oh. B- basically pulling through that going through that and working together and how they can accomplish a lot by working together mm-hmm. absolutely and that first impressions didn't totally stand yes except for one of them but before we that get is, there spike is still dumb <laughs> <laughs> how did you know paul um so those are the things we liked about Land Before Time. But before we get to the things we just did not like, uh, we usually put the word out on our Facebook group, which you can find, uh, I think if you just do a search for Retro Rewind Podcast, the group experience on Facebook, you can find our group and join us there. Uh, <laughs> so some, <laughs> some feedback we got about this movie, or memories. Uh, Christy Ruiz, my wife, who you can hear on the last show, she said, I love Ducky. Also, I remember always being really annoyed with Sarah. And then she did the dash, dot, dash, like, mm, face. Uh, Paul Stevenson said, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> then uh, Sharon Powers, who has also been on the podcast before, said, Sharp Tooth, who my thought was called Shark Tooth in my earlier days, was Shark Tooth, hoo-ha, <laughs> was, absolutely, <laughs> was absolutely terrifying. But those small raptors, question mark, with the funky crowns just might have yeah. been more terrifying. Yeah. Uh, and then Sharon added, I adored Littlefoot and his whole family. Loved his mother and always thought of them when I'd see what looked like tree stars on the ground. And Ducky and Petrie and that sage elderly dinosaur, I'm not sure what he was. Also, Spike was precious and kind of makes me think a slower moving Harpo Marks character. I don't know who that is, but okay. Uh, and then finally, Nate Henderson added, I was nine years old and a very sensitive kid. All I can remember about this movie and pretty much any Don Bluth movie is tears from my eyes. Lots oh, of tears. <laughs> oh, sad. Wow. Um, yeah. Did Don Bluth do All Dogs Go to Heaven? Yes, he yes. did. Um, and do you guys want to, since we're sort of on the topic of sad things, do you want to hear a quick sad, uh, is it about Ducky? Yes. It's about Ducky. Um, so do you really want to bring this down? Might as well. I mean, Nate introduced lots of tears. So do you know, do you have the, the, 
actress's name offhand. Yeah, well, Judith Barcy. So Judith Barcy, after we watched the movie, Christy's saying she loved Ducky. She wanted to see who else, what else Judith Barcy was in. So she brought up her IMDb page and noticed, oh yeah, it is. She remembered, oh, it sounds like the all, all dogs go to heaven girl. So, and then she reads about her. Turns out, 10-year-old girl, so amazing that she voice acted so well at wow. 10. Her dad <clears throat> killed her and her mom when she was 10 before, and then committed suicide before this movie was released. And so she never went on to do anything more. So oh. Yeah, we, we were just like... That is so, really, really sad. Yeah, absolutely. Goes with the tone of and this movie. Why are you smiling, Paul? Stop smiling. <laughs> yes. Get that smile on It your is face. sad. Oh, it's creepy. It's only because I'm trying to fight back the tears. Oh, okay, yeah. So, uh, sorry to bring you down, good listener, but uh, maybe we'll bring things up as we bring down what we do- bring down this movie of Land Before Time. How can it get worse? <laughs> well, no, it's going to get better comedy-wise because we're going to fight over things we hated about this movie. Doesn't that make? Isn't that just like peeing on the Paul, grave? Stop with your contradictoriness i'm i'm trying to be in the right mood and it's hard to now give me the thing you didn't like about this movie one thing one thing is i thought this the intro was way too slow i understand trying to create a mood but it was really dark and it was almost a full minute before the the title the first title even came up yeah so it it was was way that's what i wrote too the intro is so (laughs) slow (laughs) You know what? Usually I, I notice intros, but I think I was doing other things while this intro was like going, so choice. it didn't seem as slow. Um, no. But <laughs> Maybe the whole movie doesn't seem that slow if you're doing other things. <laughs> <laughs> um, pacing was not one of the things I didn't like about this movie, but one of the things I didn't like was it seems silly that... A, and So this is an issue I have with several movies like this. It seems super silly that a bunch of different species gather around to see the birth of the hero. So you see that in like Lion King and this movie. Bambi. Bambi. It's just like, it why? It reminded me a lot of Bambi, the beginning oh, yeah? the intro of no. this movie. Just like the birth of everything, you know? Like, and then the mom Bobo. dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's just, it, there's no reason for it. There, so I, it bothered me. The miracle of birth. <sighs> it should be a miracle for that species. Not everyone, oh. all the other animals aren't going to care. That Her one animal is that... so unrealistic. Right, it is. Humans all the time. Oh, look at the cats being we're born. All this, look at the oh, dogs being well, born. Well, we're different. Oh, that's not racist. It is racist, actually, to say that. <laughs> but, um, Karen, what is something <laughs> you didn't like about this movie? Get the heat off me. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from the super, super, super slow intro... I thought it was really sad that it seems like it is Littlefoot's and a little bit Sarah's fault um, that the mom dies because Mm. their curiosity leads them off and then they they like go down Mm -hmm. into this little cave thing. They're following the frog Mm -hmm. and that's where they connect with the T-Rex. And so Mm -hmm. because Littlefoot struggles so much with the death of his mom, I don't like that they really set it up to almost seem like it was his fault. Hey, that's life. Still really sad. It is. I feel like (laughs) I still didn't like it. I'm trying. I feel like that's another, that's similar to another movie we've covered in the past where the main, it's the main character's fault that 
There's everyone dies. I mean, I'm sure that's a common theme in several movies, but regardless, yeah. yeah. Little Nemo was just laying there, and he's like, hey, Barracuda, come eat my mama and all my brothers. Wow. Wow. But, Karen, actually, I didn't think about that connection, and that I'm sure next time I watch it, if I watch it again, that would... I'll be even sadder about it. So thanks a lot, Karen. Thanks. You're welcome. For that. <laughs> uh, Paul, let's go back to you. Is something else you don't like about the land before time? The land... Uh, the time, but what? Okay, so <laughs> besides just... I thought overall it seemed kind of slow moving in parts. Um, mm-hmm. But besides the pacing that we've already discussed... I thought something was a little off with the sound, and I don't know hmm. if it was, and it's m- maybe just me, but I noticed different parts, especially in the middle of the movie. Some, like the music was quieter than some. And it just seemed like a, a second rate movie, almost like a Care Bears 3 kind of a movie sometimes with the sound. You know what I mean? Interesting. Well, you know what? But, I didn't even notice. No, I, I take that. I was going to say I didn't even notice the score. But no, the main theme I sort of did notice and did But like. when did you notice? I noticed in the beginning. I noticed in the end, but not in the middle. Yeah. But that's me. That's a good point. Um, so did, did, that's something that I found. That was my next thing is that the music I thought was lacking. I thought it was strong in the beginning mm-hmm. and at the end, but weak in the middle. What did you think about the music, Karen? Or did you even notice it? I didn't really notice it except in the very, very slow beginning. Mm-hmm. See? Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> That begins only triumph? I don't know. Um, well, what was something else you didn't like, though, Karen, other than not noticing the music? I just didn't like how sad it was. It doesn't feel like a kid's movie. It was just really sad. And you're just walking through this little baby dinosaur and the grief of his mom, and he's crying. And I don't it's yeah, it's a really, really sad movie. So me, me and my wife, Christy, have both lost our mom. So it sort of has, it meets us at, on that level. And A little kid movie should not meet you on that level. Well, yeah. Um, well, but, why not? It's life. It's a little kid movie, though. Like, yeah. yeah, they need to, it helps prepare them for life. I, so let me... Tangent. I've never seen oh. Watership Down. Have you ever seen it, Paul or Karen? No. That sounds familiar, but I don't think Apparently so. Apparently it's a super sad movie. I've never seen it, but it's in an animated movie, so it's like you'd think it's for kids, but I'm, I'd imagine it's not Is really that like supposed Grave to of the Fireflies? I have no idea. Back okay. to my main back to this topic though of your of your sad. tangent. No, Sorry. no, of Uh-oh. just being super sad. My next thing that I didn't like was is so sad to me when Littlefoot sees his shadow and thinks and that's his mom. he licks the rock <laughs> and he's like, Oh my gosh, what? I almost oh, wanted to cry. That that the fact so that sad. it touched you that deeply is amazing. It was like, how sad. can. But how often is that actually captured in movies where I think they want to have that um, kind of emotional reaction? Up. Up is like the pinnacle of like. Well, yeah, but that's there's me. very few and far between movies that's that can true. actually do that. You that know that actually want to. That's so I true. think that's a positive thing. But but for this type of movie, I mean, that's maybe, this type of movie. It's heartbreak though, because you don't want to see a little kid having to go through that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, there's a place for that in more of an adult themed movie. Uh, so that was one thing I didn't. That was another thing I didn't like. Paul, let's go back to you. Do you have many more? No, I have my most tragic maker ever. 
Okay. For uh, this movie. Karen, do you have a lot more things you didn't like? No. Okay. Uh, well, all right, guys. Um, I only have one more thing I didn't like before my classic maker. Or, <laughs> wow. Before my tragic maker. Um, um, Freudian slip there? Which was... <laughs> I'm not sure the montage at the end was really needed. Oh, just I thought added it was. to the sadness of it. I I enjoyed it, but why? It's like I just saw this movie. Why are you showing it to me again? Because they need to fill. They need to get it in an hour. <laughs> Actually, so I was reading when I, I was preparing your guys' trivial questions. Apparently, Spielberg and Lucas had Bluth cut like. 19 or something minutes from this movie that were more actiony and tension filled like with the t-rex and stuff well some scenes may have gone on too long but interesting well i'm just saying you're saying they need to fill it but i don't think that was the case if they filled it with the same thing that's one thing but if they filled it with different it's a different thing thanks thanks that's helpful you're welcome on the grief of this little guy like but dealing with the loss of his mom and persevering in that. It was yeah, more than grief. There was humor. There was cute moments. But I'd say, I'd say Karen hit it on the head that the overall theme of this movie was overcoming a grief and um, working with yeah. others to do so. With action. <laughs> Not really high action. Oh, yeah. Didn't you ever see Speed? What was the lesson of that? that a couple Just go faster. <laughs> Yeah, a Don't couple of intense situations. Buses. Or that, yeah. <laughs> and subways. Yeah. Anyway, we're not talking about speed. Let's go ahead and yeah. go around to our tragic makers. Let's start with Karen. What did you hate most about The Land Before Time? The sadness. Okay. <laughs> the nothing. Well, and I feel like it's really pathetic for the movie that there are so many stinking sequels that come after them. There's like oh, 35 Land yeah. Before Time movies. That's like, a testament to its success because Which it's doesn't so make sense because all the, the sequels are like peppy with like all these new yes. songs and Yeah. It doesn't make sense. They don't they don't make sense at all. Yeah, yeah they make money. <sighs> It makes business sense, I suppose, exactly. but artistically, it does not. Exactly. Paul, do you have any idea if Don Bluth was involved in the other in the other? I don't know. Iterations? We're not reviewing that. Okay. <laughs> don't ask me these trivial things, Francisco. Yeah, I refuse to even be looking that up. Wow. As I'm looking it up. <laughs> well, while you're looking that up, <laughs> my most hated tragic maker thing is that. Basically, most of this movie is about kids learning to get along, and it's really annoying for most of the movie to see them pick on each other and then uh, try to uh, like argue all throughout the whole thing. So that was annoying. Why? Why? Because it's little kids bickering, arguing, and and but annoying each other. But you say it's good life annoying. lessons. His mom should die. He should be sad. He <laughs> no, should be grieving. That's life, it. but they shouldn't Shh. fight. That's, That's annoying. Right. Kids shouldn't yes. fight. That's not life. Yes. That's well put, Karen. Why yes. does that bother you so much, Paul? I've... Because parents do die, but they don't have to be annoying. <laughs> but kids don't have to fight. That's, That's right. Completely uncalled for. That's right. You know what, Paul? That leads mm. me perfectly into mine. So my tragic maker is expletive. <laughs> Sarah. Wow. 
He no. just beat That's himself. strong. Sarah. Oh, I thought this was her. a family-friendly mo- uh, podcast. Sarah is a punk. Expletive is not a family... Is family-friendly. That word. Not it's the not expletive like, you used. Well. You just edited it out. Okay, Listeners at home, he just went on a rant that was like five minutes long and edited it out, and you just totally missed... I don't know who this guy is anymore. Okay. <laughs> Oh, by the way, Don Bluth was not in the third one. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Sarah, I did not like Sarah at all. I wanted her to have a comeuppance so bad, oh. whether it was being eaten by shark tooth or finding out her parents oh. didn't make it or oh, something. That's horrible. Because she wow. just, oh my gosh, she just, she had no, re- she didn't Redemption? like, re- um, I mean, I don't know if I'm phrasing that right. It wasn't just like she she had no remorse for her. The she, only remorse she had was she was too cold. So yes. she went over and hanged out with everyone. Exactly. That's the only thing, which was not at all. No. Then the voiceover said that Sarah felt bad. She chose the wrong way. So I don't remember she that. She also felt bad. Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess I totally missed that. But, yes, I... I... More bad things need to happen to Sarah. I'll leave that there. Wow. <laughs> oh, Sarah's there my somewhere. niece. What did she ever do to you? You know, it's actually spelled C-E-R-A, like, like Sarah, a Sarah Top. Triceratops. Yeah. Isn't that cute? Doesn't that redeem her a little? No. Thank you. No. <laughs> um, so those were the things we hated most about Land Before Time. And now that we've entered our, all our targeting equations, calculations into firing computer else do you have a firing solution for us firing solution complete rating salvo at the ready on your mark it's a moment of truth guys do we rate the land before time a classic we'd recommend it to anyone whether they've seen it before or not a nostalgic we'd only recommend it to people who have seen it before or a tragic we would not recommend this movie to anyone Let's begin with our guest, Karen. Knew you were going to start with me. I always start with the guest. <laughs> so polite of you. <laughs> I was wavering on this a little bit. I wanted to tend toward nostalgic, but I think it's a classic. Mm. I wouldn't say it's a great movie. It's really sad, and I don't know if I like it, but I think it's worth people giving it a watch. Mm. So I'd go with classic. That's very fair of you. Um, all right. Paul, what say you? I say this movie has annoying kids, but it's classic anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, be- just because there are many wonderful moments in it, and they do a great job of uh, portraying emotion mm-hmm. and s- with uh, such little time. So um, great characters, great all around. And if you have the time, an hour to kill. Uh, and you want you haven't seen it? I'd recommend it. And if you, it's been a while since you've seen it. Yeah, I'd recommend. If you're in the mood for some annoying yet sad, but also fun time. If you want to cry and be annoyed. <laughs> yeah, those are the negatives. There's some positives in there. We, I think we covered the positives too. So guys, this movie just makes me feel tragic all over. But I'd say call- it's a classic because yeah. I mean. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it certainly does make me feel, and I do really appreciate that. And I would want to share this with my daughter when she's a little bit older. Um, you said you shared it, your daughter was five, and that's when you shared it with? She's almost five. She almost watched five. it with me. 
Okay. Yeah, but I definitely was keeping an eye on her mm-hmm. because it is a really sad movie. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it, it was the material was a little too heavy for yeah. five, I think. Okay, yeah. So a little bit older, um, elementary school-ish, mid-elementary school, I'd share it with my daughter because, I, 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 like I said, I like the animation. I think it's a great foundation for, like, yeah, movies weren't always just made 3D and, like, super crisp and vibrant. They, they, there's also a place for these movies too, which I think is, is really good. Um, and I'll leave it at that. So the retro rewind podcast rates the Lamb of Four time, a unanimous classic. I was not wow. expecting that, but, uh, it's yeah, really held fast to our predictions. Um, it may, like Karen said, it may, it's probably not the best movie ever, or it, I, it's definitively not the best movie ever, but it ever. is worth your time watching again or watching for the first time at least once. All right. With that, Alice, will you please uh, engage NewTube for us? NewTube systems engaged. Let's find out what else we recommend. Uh, let's begin with. Let's begin with Paul. I'll be a little less courteous. <laughs> Oh, really? oh gosh. <laughs> What's new on your two ball? Uh this is actually another app. Um I think I talked before about uh digital movies and um Voodoo? Yeah, through Voodoo. That wasn't and your last one, but No, but it's it was a while ago. But speaking of uh, which, have you gotten your free Slurpee? No, but I did find out it is any size. Sweet. You can go get like six smalls and then go back for a free large. That's awesome. Okay, yeah. cool. Um. Anyway, that's the Seven Eleven app. Yes. And but this is a new, this is a different app, and it's actually online. It's a uh, as most G- apps are. No, I meant the website. So. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Went down the grocery store, picked up an app. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> it was the grocery store online. Anyway. Uh. But this is Viggle V I G G L E, and oh, okay. you can. Basically, listen to uh, music. It's kind of like Shazam, and you can get points, and you can watch TV shows and movies the same way and get points. Huh. And you can watch... There is a certain set of online uh, videos that you can watch and get points. And through these points, you can add up, and if you sign on to MGO, it's, they're both different sites, you can accumulate points and redeem them for free movies. That you can wow. uh, stream or download at any time and first run movies. Well, that's pretty cool. Have yeah. you gotten any movies yet? Yeah, I've gotten uh, five of them so far Sweet. since the beginning of the year. Wow. And well, this that's is pretty cool. almost May. So it's about once a month. You can do it even faster if the, you know you listen more and are, you know are more active. Is the music and TV shows you have to you listen to or watch? Do you have to pay for those? No, it's just any TV. Oh, and you like just have to do you rate them or review them or anything like no, that? No, just watch. Just and you don't even have to watch the whole way. Just like get it at the beginning, <laughs> and it counts. It counts it as if you watched all of it. This is how to cheat on Viggle by Paul Powers. All right, oh, thanks, Paul. There's even bigger cheats if you Google. Oh gosh. So, um, well, thank you, Paul. Karen, yeah. what is new on your tube? Recently, I watched Furious Seven and. The reason That's a good one. I have to pick Furious 7 is because my husband is a car crazy <laughs> and I have seen every Fast and Furious movie and I I'm didn't sorry. realize especially number 2. 
I didn't realize. Um, Paul Walker. He, no, I realized he was dead. I just didn't realize the connection I really had to him and all Aww. these movies, which is so weird. But Furious 7, it was everything you want in a Fast and Furious movie, like crazy car scenes and chases and stunts and just ridiculous stuff that they make seem possible. But they did a really, really, really awesome tribute to Paul Walker at the very end of it. And it was totally sincere. And you could kind of tell the shift in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um where it like suddenly became like super genuine when they're like talking about the future and what Paul's going to do with his little family. And then um, Vin Diesel did kind of a tribute to him at the end of the movie and they, they just like ended it like for Paul. And it was, uh-huh. so it was a really awesome movie and they did a really good tribute to Paul Walker. I appreciated that. Well, that's awesome. Spoiler. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, so that's, so we got, Viggle, and we got Furious 7. Good new tubes. Good, good new Where's tubes. Where's my cricket sound effect? <laughs> Darn it. I didn't have that up and ready. Sorry. Bwahaha. Um. Yeah. Sounds so, Francisco, to- you're the... Uh, the the moderator of the show I, is that what you're called the host I suppose well we share co-hosting duties okay well you're kind of leading this what why are you being silent <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to give you an opportunity Paul to uh, contribute oh thank you I recommend Viggle <laughs> um, <laughs> unless you have something new that's been on your tube that you'd like to share actually yes uh, recently Christy and I saw Interstellar. Oh, and and what did you think? So, if you've been listening to the show, Paul has reviewed Interstellar, I believe, and also Paul's brother Josh reviewed it, um, or not reviewed it, but had it for their new tubes. I I liked it. It was a really good movie. Um, emotional for an adult, and it's a. Oh, now it's it's too emotional for kids. It's too emotional for adults. No, I'm not saying it's too emotional for adults. It was was a really good movie. Christopher Nolan did a great job. Uh, I have a few quibbles, not viggles, quibbles. I felt like some of the dialogue was trying to be poignant, and it's like it's almost a little bit forced in Mm, that way. Uh, But I like the overall story. The the effects were beautiful. The characters I really liked. and I, I, I can see Paul had mentioned that he felt it was a little too humanistic. Was that, is that how you phrased it, Paul? I think so. I think that an sounds argument like I'd say. could be made. And maybe we'll have like an after show thing for our patrons about our, us arguing about that. Mm. But suffice it to say, I can see that argument. I can also think of how it may not be. Oh, interesting. So, uh, so, I'd have to watch the movie again since I saw it last year. I probably would <laughs> as well. <laughs> so that's Viggle. That is Furious 7 and Interstellar, if you are one of the few people that have not seen that yet. All right, let's go to our feedback and contact, most likely just contact. Uh, Alice, go. Comsat online. Receiving incoming transmission. So as I kind of alluded to, we don't have any direct feedback, uh, but we have lots. Of, we've have lots of people engaging on our Facebook group. Uh, so again, I sort of botched the 
Oh my gosh, botched the uh, name of it before. But if you just if you just go to retrorewindpodcast.com slash group, that'll take you to our Facebook uh, group page on yeah our Facebook group, and there you can join and be part of the conversation. Uh, I typically will just show each day a cool retro movie poster I find on on Pinterest. And lots of other people, there's movie quizzes, um, there's uh, lots of cool things there. So come join that whole conversation. Uh, uh, So join us there, and Paul will tell you where you can find all our social stuff in a second. But before we get there, Karen, will you please tell us uh, where people can get in touch with you, or if you'd just like them to contact the show, and if you have anything to promote. Um, I think that people can contact me through the show. That'd be just dandy. (laughs) And in terms of promoting anything, I think that you should tell your mom that you love her. Aww. That is super sweet. Why? Because it's almost Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. And Littlefoot (laughs) lost his mom. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Paul. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) well... (laughs) We're almost there. Why do you keep stopping? Thank you, Karen. Um, uh, yes, go say I love you and hug your mom. Unless you had a really bad mom, then in which case, you work should, on forgiving her. You should still love her because she's your mom. Yeah, yeah. But what if she's not there? Well, then. You can't go hug her. Um, remember her. Keep a special place in her heart. Anyway. Paul, where can be? <laughs> Good job, Francisco. Where Way can to get out of that one? <laughs> get in touch it with you. And do you have anything to promote? <laughs> they can always find me at pauljpowers.com. So you're not gonna like clap for yourself or anything? No, just you, because you're cool. Oh my gosh. All right. Um, and you can find me on Twitter. I'm at FXRUIZX. And if you need uh, web or graphic design work done, get a hold of me through the retrorewindpodcast.com slash contact. Uh, there's a form there that you can fill out and just say in the subject in the subject or the message, Francisco, what are your rates? Or I need a podcast cover art done. Or I need my website redesigned. Anything like that. And I'll get in touch with you. That wasn't a joke. <laughs> Oh, you're wow. serious. Oh, okay. Bringing down my credibility. Okay. Uh, so thank you so much, Karen, for being on the show once again. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And thank you, Paul, as always. Mm-hmm. Um, and can you tell us what we're going to be doing next time? Next time, we're going to go back a year from uh, 19... Wow. 1988 to 1987. Where's that boo sound effect? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to, um, wow, but we're going to review three men and a baby. Please make it stop. Is that better? Okay. Um, oh, so until then you can go to the, uh, retro rewind podcast.com site and click on all the buttons and find out how to contact us and, and vote on what episodes or what movies and that you would like us to review. Yeah. And speaking, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you, Paul. There. Yeah. Stop me. 
Um, I do. I forget if we've mentioned this on the show, but uh, we are going to be switching to a um, instead of every ten movies, we're going to be reviewing five movies at a time that you, the listener, picks at retrorewindpodcast.com slash cast your vote. Not five at one time, but the next five movies we're going to pick. We voting will close. I will put it on the page right now. I know it says November fourth, twenty fourteen. Obviously, that's from before. I have not updated the site yet. By the time you listen to this, it'll be updated for when the cutoff day is for when you need to vote. But I want to say special thank you to everyone who has voted down E.T. because it is not in the top five anymore. No! Vote E.T. up. No. Do they still have a chance or no? Um, uh, you'll have to go and see. Um, okay. Maybe. Uh, All <laughs> right, people. But if we were now, to t- close voting today, we'd be doing Groundhog Day, Can't Hardly Wait, Home Alone, Armageddon, and Father of the Bride. Ooh, those so, are all good. They are all good. At least that's what we remember. Soon, coming soon to you, whether we you actually should watch them or not. Rewatch them. <laughs> or rewatch them, yes. Or um, watch them for the first time. So appreciate you all, all you listeners who have voted down E.T., but moreover, appreciate all of you who just listen to the show, Who whether you subscribe, download, just go to the website, whether this is just your first time listening and getting through this whole episode. Thank you so much. Um, appreciate our patrons again and appreciate everyone who's interacting in our group. It's really fun having this retro community. And like a Pokemon, we got to catch y'all later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind podcast. Did y'all say y'all? We're going to catch y'all you later. Retro Rewind mission complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. Sharp tooth. Ah. Ooh, ha ha. Okay. <laughs>